You can try it first. Okay. <laughs> You're listening to the pause button 2.0. I'm Anita Brown. And I'm Jill Johns. And we're here to upgrade your self-care. was that sauna oh it was lovely I um yeah so I have been trying to do it on a daily basis but I think I've I'm I'm batting like 75 percent or so so it's been a fantastic addition to my self-care routine good yeah it's nice it's a little bit exposed, though, because you are in the middle of the studio and there are windows and the thing is see-through. And so today, because I was doing it on the weekend and people were around, I had to, like, stack stuff up in front of the window just in case anybody decided to peek in. Do you <laughs> wear clothes in it? No. You sit on a oh, towel. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little awkward. Yeah. Clothes interfere with the detoxification, I guess. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, happy Saturday afternoon. I know it's unusual for us to be on a call on Saturday afternoon. I know it's my yawning time of day. I'm sorry, <laughs> and was like adding my yawns to this recording. <laughs> Plus, you've already had a busy day, a manual a, day. Yeah, I've had a day. This is my last thing. Good. Um, and our topic mm. is starting. Just yes. starting. Just start great <laughs> you start you start this <laughs> start the, I'll just start so we um we're just talking about you know where we personally are on our journey with the podcast and other people that we see around us who have interests and things that they want to start doing for themselves or for their business or whatever and um I think for so many of us, we hold off or we um, push back from you know, diving into some of the things that we want to be doing and trying because we don't feel like we're ready. We don't feel like we know all the things. We fear putting something out that might be slightly imperfect. All of our gremlins kind of bubble to the top. And so it might put us into paralysis and keep us from taking action. And so um, today we just wanted to acknowledge that, but then also just talk about what it feels like and what it is to just start. Just, you know, you have the idea that comes to your head and, you know, we've talked about it before, the difference between a yes and a hell yes. And, you know, if it is, if you've done that work and it is a hell yes for you, but you're feeling, you know, fearful or afraid or unsure or whatever to do it, it's, it's having to tell ourselves that internal messaging of just start, just just try, just start. And I think we were talking about, um, we were talking about the, the journey with the podcast and it's like, you know, what we do today compared to what we did a year and a half ago or, you know, 60, 70 episodes ago is wildly different. Um, and we're personally, I'm grateful that we just started and figured it out as we went. And we really had that as our mantra. It was like, you know what? We don't have the perfect audio setup. We don't have all the things in place. We don't have all the, you know, all the marketing materials or the rollout plan or whatever it might be. But we wanted to do it so badly. And it was definitely a hell yes for us. And so we just started. Um, and how fun it's been. 
Yeah. What else have you done that you've just started in your life? I, so this is where like personality profiles come into play. I think it's because I, you know, we haven't talked a lot about wealth dynamics, um, but that's kind of my go-to as far as understanding how people work. Um, And so I am dynamo energy, which means that I actually don't really have a problem starting. Like I like to start things. Um, My bigger problem is with like maintenance and or long term. And so, you know, I think of like just the stuff that I'm doing right now. It's like I, um, you know, I just started, you know, grad school and I just, you know, we just started what was going on at at Space to Thrive. And I think of even just like personal habits or whatever. It's like I have, um, you know, just started doing the infrared sauna and or, you know, changing some of my eating habits or whatever. And it's like, and I don't have all those things figured out and I don't have a game plan, you know, that lays it all out of what I'm supposed to be doing. But it's like, for some reason, there's like a little, it's that it's that voice, it's that nudge that's inside of every one of us. And when I pay attention to it and I listen to it and it's whispering to me, like, you should do this or you should try that. It's like listening to that and then taking the action versus talking myself out of what those little nudges and what those little whispers are. Yeah, so there's that kind of personality. And then there's the kind of personality there's, well, so why don't you say more about wealth dynamics? Cause why don't you just describe it and so, your, and your role yeah. in it and what, what you do with it? Well, so wealth dynamics is one of many assessment tools that just help people understand who they are and what makes them tick. And, you know, I've been exposed to lots and lots of them over my career. Um, but it's the one that I, that I find to be the most indicative of, of who people are and what makes them tick, especially when it comes to um, their ways of, it's called wealth dynamics. So it's about your way of generating wealth and whether it's, you know, financial wealth or, or, um, you know, personal well being or whatever it might be. But anyway, so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's your typical personality profile assessment where, you know, envision a square and, you know, in the middle of each leg of the square, there's a personality profile. And on the corner of this, uh, you know, all four corners of the square, there's a profile. So there's eight different profiles that make their way around the square. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it, you know, it's a, so what I do with people is basically people can, can take an online assessment and I spend an hour and a half or two hours or so with people just kind of talking it through and talking about what it looks like and what it means for them. But there's a couple pieces of it that I really kind of anchor into. And one is the wealth dynamics helps you understand your energetic profile and knowing, um, you know, people that, have dynamo energy, which is like I mentioned mine. So it's starter energy. And then there's people who have blaze energy who can give a big burst, but then need some time to recover. And there's people who have tempo energy, which is, you know, metronomic and very good at doing repetitive type tasks. And then there's um, people with steel energy who really enjoy putting like infrastructure in place and, and making things solid from a foundational perspective. And, um, understanding your energetic type and understanding how that plays into your role in a professional environment or a work environment to me has been very important um, in my work as a coach because, you know, we all 
we all think our way is the right way. That's just the way human brains are wired. And so whatever we're doing, we think is the right thing. And so we also are attracted to other people who do things like we do because it's comfortable and easy for us. Um, and then, you know, so what, what wealth dynamics for me ends up doing is really pointing out people's strengths, but then also pointing out areas where it's like, that's not my strength. And so who can I find, who can I bring into the team or into the group that has those strengths so that we can complement each other and really leverage our different strengths. Um, and, you know, so for me in a professional environment, I got a lot of feedback that said, you know, I lack stick to itness and I wasn't very good at getting projects over the finish line. And so I spent many, many years in my corporate environment really beating myself up and wishing I had better stick to itness and wishing I could understand what I needed to do just to be able to finish projects. And why did I always like to start them? But why didn't I like finishing them? And all that kind of stuff. And it's like, man, if somebody could have had a conversation with me 20 years ago, um, when I was really early into my career and tell me that that's just who you are and there's nothing wrong with that. You need to find opportunities to continue to start new things, but also just build a team around who can take the baton and run with it when your energy starts to wane. Um, it would have spared me a lot of, um, you know, internal gremlin building and a lot of inner critic stuff and beating myself up for the stuff that I don't do intuitively. And instead I, I focused on all of that, like fixing what was broken in me and fixing what was wrong. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, so that's, you know, again, Wealth Dynamics Debrief is a 90-minute thing with lots and lots of sidebar conversations or whatever, but it's one of the ways that, um, that one of the models, one of the things that I use to help understand, you know, kind of how how people's energy plays into the different projects and the roles that they're in. So when it comes to people having a hard time starting, mm-hmm. so what, Pete, what, what personality energy profiles would those be? Well, so, you know, people who, people who would assess on the top row, you know, there's, there's three profiles up there. The, the three of them typically don't have a problem starting unless they've had a lot of, um, pushback from people, criticism, pushback, you know, being told they're broken and wrong. Um, People along the bottom row, the people that are tempos typically aren't the type of people that are going to start a new initiative or start a new project. But what they might do is take over from somebody, a project that has started. You know, I always think of people who like, who buy out a franchise, you know, somebody else, a dynamo probably started the, started the business or started the company or whatever, but the tempo is the one that could come in and purchase it from them, something that's already started and then take it over and then, you know, do it from here on out. Um, So people that have a tempo energy aren't going to have, um, natural tendencies to want to start something, especially something new. They're going to want to continue something that has already started. And then people that are on the right side are going to be our blaze energy. And again, like they typically aren't the ones that start, but they're the ones that can pick up a project when it's really kind of, you know, at a critical point, you know, and kind of pick it up and run a sprint with it to, to get it, you know, where it needs to go. So again, there's going to be other personality profiles that, that they are good at taking something that has already been started, but but the thought of starting something that hasn't started yet um, could be overwhelming and intimidating. And then there's going to be a whole side of 
you know, the left-hand side of our square is going to be people that aren't even necessarily going to want to be starting anything. They're just going to want to be cleaning things up or putting systems in place of other things that people have, have started. And so I think about, you know, so whether we're talking about new self-care habits or whether we are talking about starting a program at school or starting a new company or whatever it might be, um, I wholeheartedly recognize that 75% of the population doesn't have that dynamo energy in them naturally. And so they are kind of going against the grain. Um, and, it, you know, if you recognize that that's not your natural tendency or natural style, it's really figuring out what, you know, what what tools, what mantras, what support, you know, what you need, because to get things started when it's not naturally a part of who you are. So from a self-care perspective and what we're talking about of like people that have got this energy or this passion in them to start a new thing mm -hmm. and they might be beating themselves up because they, maybe they're like you where they can start something, but they can't follow through or um, they, or they might be like me where it's like, they have an idea, but it's, there's too many overwhelming things to put into place. And then also like having the long-term energy to keep it going is overwhelming. And so starting it in the first place just seems like, what's the point? <laughs> um, I've just lost track of what I was really going to say with that. I guess just like recognizing that everyone's coming at it from a different spot. Mm -hmm. and they're going to bring their energy to it and mm -hmm. to not self-sabotage by beating ourselves up about it. Absolutely. And what you were kind of saying about people that like that have that dynamo energy like I do, what we can end up doing is having like shiny object syndrome where we just like keep starting something new because we enjoy the adrenaline and the energy and what it feels like to start something new. Um, but if we're constantly starting new things and following the next shiny object, then it can really be frustrating because then it's like, you know, you're not getting something to the point of it being, um, you know, maybe um, lucrative or, you know, bringing an ROI or whatever it might be to it. And, it. and it might start to feel like you have so many tabs that are open in your brain. And it's like, ah, you know, like now there's 43 tabs open. And I, I thought I wanted to open all these tabs. And now here they are, they're all open. And now what the heck do I do with all of them? And so it can feel overwhelming. And so it's like, it, you know, kind of knowing your profile type doesn't give you a carte blanche to just like dive into that profile wholeheartedly and just say well this is just who I am so you know whatever it's saying okay my tendency would be to constantly want to be starting new things and constantly open opening new tabs like what do I need to do to make sure that I have some self-discipline how do I really curate my like inclusion exclusion criteria how do I really differentiate between the yes and the hell yes so that I'm not just constantly you know starting something new or opening something new and then you know the same holds true of like you know what you were just saying it's like maybe in the back of your mind or heart wanting to start something new, but then going through the like process of seeing it all the way through and thinking, you know, overthinking it or thinking that it might be too much or not being able to figure out how it would fit into your life. So then not starting it at all. Um, 
or starting it and then regretting that you started it. You know, so there's like, it's just curious to me and fun and important for all of us to just kind of see ourselves, that self-awareness piece that we always go back to. But it's like, see yourself again and understand your pattern and understand how you show up for different things. And then um, seeking the support. It's like right now I've got a client who she, um, she has paralysis around getting things started. And so her mantra right now is um, done is better than perfect. And that's her way of like pulling at herself to say, don't wait till something's perfect to submit it, you know, just start now. And if it's not perfect, that's okay. Um, And so I love that because it's an example of like having a mantra or having a visual in front of you that pulls you to do something when you kind of know that your brain and your style might get the best of you and might pull you away from something that is truly a hell yes for you. Yes. And then, and then there's the recognizing when the hell yes turned into just a yes. Yes. And it turned into a meh and to know when to release it. Yes. Yeah. That constant pruning, the, just because you started something and loved it doesn't mean you're going to love it forever. Or just because it was a hell yes at the moment that you decided to do, it doesn't mean that it's a hell yes forever because life can change and circumstances can change. And it's important to, I think, be able to constantly like scan (laughs) and and constantly ask the question, like, okay, these were all the things that I said hell yes to before. Are they all still a hell yes? And if so, great. And if not, what, you know, what do we do about it now? Um, and I have, a like, a perfect example of that. A year ago, something came across my email, um, and they were looking for people to volunteer. And it was an organization that I benefited from. So I was like, That's, this is a total hell yes for me. Like, I want to be involved in this organization. I believe in their mission. Um it felt like it was almost like divine intervention. It was like coming into my life at a time where I was not feeling good about some other professional things I was doing. And it just felt so perfect. And then, um, and then my program stopped at the hospital and then I started my graduate, my doctoral program. And all of a sudden Christmas came around and it was like, gosh, this thing a year ago was a huge hell yes. And I committed to it and I let them know that I want to be a part of this and whatever. But I, every time something was coming up for me where I had to do work for it or go to a meeting for it, I found myself being really annoyed with it and found myself like wishing I could cancel or coming up with excuses of why I couldn't go. And so I had this really like, I had to have this really hard heart to heart with myself of saying, you know what, Jill, it's okay. It's like a year ago, that was a total hell yes for you. And it totally served its purpose. But where you are in your life right now is very different from where you were a year ago when you started that. And so you have to let it go. Um, And so pruning that out of my life, gosh, it took me like three days to build up the courage to be able to kind of let the person know. And then um, I tried calling him and he didn't answer. And so then I was like, I I had the courage at that moment. So I wanted to make sure I followed through. So I wrote him an email and then, you know, it was like all the things that were going on in me and the feeling um, of guilt and shame and overwhelm and disappointment in myself and sadness and, you know, all that was like feeding up to it. But the minute that I like cut the umbilical cord and I could release it and prune it and be done with it, 
just this huge wave of relief washed over me. And I really allowed myself to just sit in that and be reminded of that. And then like congratulating myself because it, it, it was something that I felt like I had to dig deep and be brave um, to be able to acknowledge to myself and then to this organization that it just wasn't a hell yes anymore right now. And it didn't mean like it was a no forever. It was just a no for now. And, and with the podcast too, like when we started the podcast, it was like, we really needed to have conversations about Mm self-care and, and so just figuring out how to do that thing. I mean, you know, maybe the fact that Scott's a musician, so I know it's easy. Like, it's just a matter of like having a microphone, like talking into a thing and it's recording. And, um, you know, my, my oldest son was interested in making YouTube videos before. So like I've helped him kind of figure out like, how do you do this? Like, how do you record yourself or whatever? So, I mean, just like the lowest tech stuff was like, is what I found to make the thing happen. And then we played with all the different microphones and we played with uh, videoing ourselves and all that. And Um, but it was a really exciting time to just start it and also Mm -hmm. start it together. And I guess Mm -hmm. that's something that I realized about myself is I really like having a partner Mm -hmm. in some things that I start. And I also like having a partner a lot, like to brainstorm to consult with about my ideas, like in real time. That's why I love having coworkers where I am right now at the orthodontic office. Like I love having coworkers where in real time, as I'm working, I can say, you know, hey, so-and-so, can you come over here and consult with me about this thing I'm thinking? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and have that kind of interaction is just really, really lovely. And so I know that about myself as far as like, what do I need to start things? Like I need um, a cheerleader squad and I need somebody that knows more than I do about something. And I need somebody that's committed to um, helping me see things through or bouncing the ideas off of or whatever. So I think anybody who's looking to like start something needs to rally their team together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the team, I think the, the team is the thing that for me, as I've gotten older, like I used to, I was, I was fed a steady diet of self-reliance um, and independence, which I think I, I know for sure a couple of our listeners were fed that diet as well, because we just had some conversation about it on our Facebook page. Um, and so I was fed the, the notion of don't rely on anybody, just rely on yourself, do all things by yourself. You know, you don't need anybody. You don't need a man. You don't need, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like you just do it all on your own. And so that messaging that was sent to me was very um, disempowering when it came to figuring out, you know, the fact that I love teamwork and I love being part of um, a group. And, you know, I, I love, I love to lead groups. You know, it's the part of not being in corporate that I miss the most. It's like, I miss managing people. I miss, like you were talking about, like being there in the moment, day to day with everybody, you know, seeing their face, you know, six to eight hours or 10 hours a day, whatever it is. 
Um, and having not only like the professional relationship, but then also having the interpersonal relationship and stuff. And so, um, when I stepped out into entrepreneurship, like at first I was wholeheartedly a hardcore solopreneur and it was just me and my dog. Um, and it was probably the saddest, most loneliest time in my life. And it's like, I really realized like I can do things by myself and it's a yes, but the hell yes for me is in collaborating and partnering with other people and having, um, like you said, the, I'm an extroverted processor. So I love to talk things through out loud with other people and bounce off ideas. And I love like expanding on ideas and all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely, um, something that I have had to unlearn and then just constantly remind myself, like whenever I feel like I want to start something by myself again, it's to remind myself before you start, whatever it is, who are you going to be doing it with? And how are you guys going to collaborate on that? Um, which I think is really for my own well-being, and especially with having the dynamo energy where I like to start things, but I don't like to finish them. Um, the team piece for me has always been, um, you know, or has been the thing that I've come to rely on as being a must-have. Mm-hmm. So where does that leave us now? Stuff has shifted in our lives. It has, and we're just going to pause now. Yes. On the pause button. Yes. I think, you know, when we were talking about it off the air, it was, you know, we've got so much content. We feel like we've said so much, and we've said, at this point anyway, all the things that we want to be saying and that we felt, um, you know, back in September of 2018, when we were sitting, you know, outside and saying, hey, we should start a pause, but or we should start a podcast. And, you know, the whole preemptive, like, let's just start piece. Um, you know, we were, we had some interesting things to unpack. And we had some growth that we wanted to experience. And, and, you know, the listeners have been along on that ride for the last, you know, you know, 60 plus season or episodes worth to to kind of hear that journey. And we're at a place right now where it's like, we could keep talking every week and we could keep finding stories and anecdotes every week. But what we feel like is like, we have said the things we need to say. And so that's why it's a pause. Cause it's like knowing both of us, um, there will probably be more things that we would want to be saying, not only to each other, but then to, you know, people at large, whether it's going to be through spoken word on the podcast or, through, you know, written word with, you know, Nita's blogs or a book or whatever it might be. But as far as a weekly publishing of new episodes, you know, we've kind of said what we need to say. We did. We've really covered a lot. And I feel like we've deep dived into it and not just superficially covered those topics. And mm-hmm. and I and we've we've toyed with the idea of just recovering those things. And I just right now with the energy that I have don't know how to deep continue to deep dive and say something different or say the same thing when we've already said it and um and honestly like just right now I am going through a period of grief I think just grief has like risen to the surface And I don't have energy to deep dive into anything but my own grief. And um, and so a weekly conversation about anything else is just too taxing. 
and um and, and right right now i really need to put my energy into monetary projects and um and the pause button isn't a monetary project right now mm-hmm. and um and i and i can't deep dive into my grief on the pause button right now right um because it's it wouldn't do me any favors mm-hmm. so uh, that's, that's also why I was, um, I have kind of initiated this process of like, let's, I just need a break. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense and it feels right. It does. And so, um, one of our listeners was talking in our Facebook group, um, which if you're listening and you're on Facebook, join our Facebook group, like we're mm-hmm. active there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the pause button 2.0 community which is a Facebook group that you can join mm-hmm. and uh, interact with us. Um, so she was mentioning how she was uh, doing this like deep cleaning project in her house. And she was starting at the beginning and re-listening f- to the pause button from the start. And she was having a really great time just seeing the growth and all and recognizing the growth that she's had as, um, she's been listening since the beginning anyway, and realizing how much these conversations have really helped her, but then just, she's been noticed, she noticed like how much we have changed, me and you. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there's just so much content out there. It's valuable information. It's valuable conversation. And we still love to talk about these things and mm-hmm. we'll, be available in our Facebook group and we're um, also available on our page, the, the pause button 2.0, which yep. is a page on Facebook. So, so catch us in any of those places. We won't be far. No, we won't. And also we are not necessarily like the episodes, all the, this, this, the episodes are staying up. They're not going anywhere, and we are not going anywhere. Like, Jill and I are still friends. Like, right. we still are talking all the time offline, and um, we don't want you to, like, unsubscribe or go away. There there definitely might be a time when we can pop back on with um, just another deep dive into something, some valuable, raw conversation about emotional self-care and... Well, and even to that point, I would recommend if you haven't subscribed already, please do. Because if we do pop out a random episode here or there, um, that would be a great way to be notified that it's there. Absolutely. Yay. (laughs) All right, Jill. All right. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.